This week we're talking about August 21st through the 27th. The sun is in Virgo, Mars is in Libra, and Mercury is retrograde. The sun transits into Virgo, illuminating what you may be missing with regards to your health and daily life. While Mercury begins its retrograde transit through Virgo, increasing the attention and focus in these same areas. Mars transits into Libra, inciting conflict for the purpose of finding authenticity and ultimately bringing peace to your close personal relationships. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. What's happening, Scott? What is up, Ingrid? How are you? Let's see. I mean, the last two days I've been recovering, collecting my energy back. Uh, you're always telling me to slow down and not do so much, but I I signed up for this series of dance classes, and I also signed up for therapy recently. Like, well, I go to physical therapy, but mental health therapy, so now I have more appointments and just trying to balance it all while still taking care of myself and my house so just trying to pay my bills clean do all my laundry um yeah I was like do I go to work after I went to physical therapy which was like strength training then I went to the dance class and then I was like do I go to work last night and I was like no that's a bad that's a bad idea my house looks crazy and I'm gonna feel like shit Hmm. so I woke up early today and I went to the grocery store because I had enough energy so good taking the time to organize my schedule in a way that makes the most sense so i mean we're still are we still i'm like wait what month is it are we in virgo season (laughs) (laughs) well and this week the sun moves into virgo okay but you know we've been living with mercury and mars in virgo for some time Oh, okay. Mars, I was Mars. Say, we talked about Mars, it last week, right? I don't know. Probably. Okay. I'll let you I don't remember ahead. what we talk about from week <laughs> to week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the you know Mercury's been in Virgo for a couple weeks. It's it's going to continue in Virgo for uh, an extended period because of the retrograde. So this week is the sun moving into Virgo, Mercury beginning its retrograde in Virgo, and Mars moving from Virgo to Libra. So Mars has been transiting through Virgo for the last six weeks. So we're like taking action on these, well, number one, organization and like lists and stuff, but also like cleansing mm-hmm. and analyzing yeah. what is working, what's not working, that Virgo type energy. Totally, totally. Which- I was really like I had a bunch of family stuff and I was I took kind of a week off and was with them. So when I came back, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to go right to work. And I was immediately like, oh, I need to schedule in these days to get organized because it makes me feel really bad when I look around and my house is crazy. So I've been kind of focusing on just the, the basics of bills and appointments and 
cleaning and yes. that puts me in a much better headspace. Mm, good. Good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the energy is focused on getting organized, getting our health and diet correct. Look, I have water you know? instead of crackhead energy drinks. I have water nice. and I have a, a protein smoothie that I made with fresh fruit. <laughs> What was it last awesome. week and the week before were like monsters because I was just dying? Yeah. Wow. Good. Yeah. I'm about to begin like a three week cleanse Ooh. of just like a diet of like beans and rice oh and vegetables. <laughs> but you don't put herbs and stuff in there, right? Or no. nothing? No. They, no. Mary told me not to. Oh, God There's damn it. That's no, so depressing. No herbs. No, or I can use, I think I can use, I can use a couple kinds of salt, okay. specific salt, um, like salt Celtic salt and something else. And then, uh, but yeah, I have to like soak the rice and, or the beans. I can't eat the beans and the rice together. They got to be separate, but I can eat vegetables with anything. Yeah. It's a, you know, a, a whole overhaul. You mentioned this, you had some sort of a cleanse with this woman, you know, a year or two ago, and mm -hmm. you seem to do okay because you're just like, it's food, it's fine. Like, you like good food, but you're not as emotionally affected by it. Gabriella, on the yeah. other hand, was having a fit. She's just like, well, she was telling me that it, she realized how much emotional eating there is because you get so much satisfaction out of it. Like, just eating mm -hmm. for sustenance is covering up a lot. And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, for sure. I do that all the time. That's mm -hmm. where I get all my happiness. If I didn't have food, if I was just eating for sustenance. And so I've still, I still have not done anything that extreme, but it always really piques my interest to know what I am covering up with the food mm -hmm. that I eat. Exactly. I, and I, I really don't even know. Cause I've never, I've done a couple cleanses, but they were more gentle, like a juice one. Mm -hmm. And also it's already like picked out for you. Well, I guess mm -hmm. the beans and rice are picked out, but yeah I'm, I'm just so curious as to the emotional aspect of the cleansing totally i i don't have as much of an emotional attachment to the food i just want it to be easy yeah but low stress for you yeah so i'm basically just throwing a bunch of stuff into an instant pot oh. every day oh that's great and like vegetables and beans so is... or rice uh and that's it I think so. this Virgo in Mercury, it's like a cleansing season also for, it's like your body, but also your mind. Totally. And you're like the awareness of being like, okay, I got to clean some shit out. Mm -hmm. Literally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Trash. Get that trash out. Mm. Cleansing the intestines. And that's what Virgo rules is the intestines. And the intestines are all about eliminating whatever is in the body that is no longer serving the body. Oh, I wanted to tell you that I went to my first class of that dance uh, package that I had purchased, uh -huh, uh -huh. which I had went a couple weeks ago to a solo class and it was just emotionally so confronting, uh -huh. just feeling really embarrassed and kind of bad about like my skill level. And then, so this was the first class and I was trying to just be light about it. And it ended up it, so far, I really like it. It's definitely hard. Like she really pushes you 
very like almost in a ballet way where she was like, I didn't tell you you could stop doing the pose, like squeeze your shoulders harder, like don't stop doing it. And you're like, oh, I literally can't even stand here anymore. But OK, I guess I'll just my legs will fall off. But the skill level is definitely more basic and teaching the from the from the ground up all of the yeah, I guess just the basics of how to stand. The fundamentals. And, yeah, there we go. The fundamentals. Yeah. So that feels and it still feels very hard. It's just literally standing there basically, or like moving your shoulders or your hips, which is all things I've done before, but like the way, the very specific way in which your entire body is set up is like very, just standing there, you're fucking sweating. Mm, <laughs> your wow. legs are burning. So I'm wow. really excited for the, how, how small the steps are broken down mm. and yeah, feeling feeling good about that. Yeah, that, you're getting into the details of it. Mm, there we go, the Virgo, yeah. the details. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we get into the week, what do you want to thank our sponsors before we get oh. into the week? <laughs> sure, we'll, sure. We're losing it yes. over here. Yes, we want to thank Nicole, Brenna, Kendra, Jasmine, Janelle. Vincent and Michelle, Clarissa, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Annie, Deborah, Haley, and Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you mm -hmm. want to support the podcast, you can go to the show notes. There is a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10. That's through Spotify. Um, you can also now on YouTube, we are still waiting for our thousand subscribers so we can get fully monetized. So if you want to subscribe there, that would be super we're getting helpful. closer though. I think we're like at 940 or something. Like almost that. nine. We're at 937. Okay. So we need like so, just 60 people to sign up. So even yeah. if you don't watch us on YouTube, it really helps us. Uh, there's also a super thanks button. I think it's two bucks, but there's like yep. a little tip button now on the bottom right, a little heart with a little prayer hands. We got our first one. Really? Ah! Yeah. Yes. Um, shoot. I want to give a shout out to this person. I wonder how I can find it. Hold on a second. Let me. Okay, I'll continue and you look. Yeah. Um, And then if you want to follow along to learn astrology the most efficient way really suzette thank you suzette two dollars thank you two dollars suzette she's thank our you, suzette. first two dollars super thanks yeah thank you thank it's awesome you. Yeah. and if you want to support in other ways you can rate us five stars you can leave us a review you can share it with your friends and yeah, thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. We yes, appreciate you. Totally. Absolutely. Every little a, bit helps. It does. It really does. And yeah. it makes us feel valued, you know? Totally. We spend a lot of time doing this. So it just yes. feels really fun and exciting. Even if it's two dollars, it feels just like oopsie. It just feels special. Totally. I mean, I spend about two hours just going through the alignments for the week and then drawing up all the charts and that's not even counting all the work that i put into the 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 forecast on the website um, and if so if you go to the website and you go to the forecast tab everything we talk about on here is kind of laid out in a summary all the questions and journal prompts that scott asks me here as well as the visuals that come across the screen so that's the best way to learn that and to grab the basics of astrology the book we put together it's ten dollars for a digital download it's thirty dollars for a 
paperback copy. You can buy it on Amazon. All the links are in the show notes. I want to just put this on the screen for people that are watching. Check it out. This is a lot of information here about what's going on during the week. I spend at least four hours, at least four hours writing this up, like doing all this research every time that uh, the moon is aligning with the North Node here <laughs> over the next uh, two years as it's in uh, Aries. And, you know, it's very encouraging for me when I do hear from people, they're like, oh, I read that every week. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So um, it's a nice it's a nice support to the podcast because you can listen to it. And some people are always like, oh, I take notes. I'm like, well, you can actually just go to the website and it has the show. Basically, the show notes are there. Everything that we talk about is kind of in bullet points if you want to revisit exactly mm -hmm. what you are supposed to be working on throughout the week. And yes. I really love like the journal prompts, I think, are so useful. All the questions that you ask me are just really nice to have there where you can go over them and answer them for yourselves. Sure. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I, I mean, I do this for myself, honestly, because I enjoy doing all this research and looking into it. Uh, but I like sharing it as well. So I want those that find it interesting and helpful to them to go to the website and uh, check it out. So... Do you want to get us started on the week? Sure. Let's get into the week. What's happening this week? So this is the week of August 21st through the 26th. And as we said at the top, there's a lot happening this week with the sun moving into Virgo, Mercury retrograde beginning, and Mars moving into Libra. So there's a lot happening. Last week, I don't think there was as much happening. I, I actually want to go back and look and see just real quick and remind myself what was happening. Yeah. Oh, last week was the new moon in Leo. So that was the big event last week. Aside from the new moon in Leo, there weren't any planets moving into new signs. And this week we have two planets moving into new signs plus Mercury retrograde. So there is a lot of shifting of the energy. And when you think about last week, setting those intentions during the new moon in Leo, setting your intentions to open your heart, to enjoy life, to have fun, everything that was that the intentions that you were setting last week were being set to support you through this week and the coming weeks with this shift in the energy because things might get a little harsher with Mercury retrograde, the sun in Virgo, Mercury retrograde in Virgo. Virgo is very critical, very analytical. And then Mars moving into Libra, which is intense. But I'll get to that on those days. Let's just go ahead and begin here with Monday, August 21st, where we're looking at Venus retrograde, the Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, Leo, transiting retrograde through Leo, aligning with Jupiter, the god of thunder, Lord of Justice, the planet of luck and expansion in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus, 
Both of these planets are at 15 degrees today, Monday, and tomorrow on Tuesday. In addition to this aspect between Venus and Jupiter, there's Ew. the moon. What's two that? square. I said, ew, yeah, two, two squares. Two squares, yeah. To exactly. start off the week. I know. Yeah, it's a, it's we're falling out of bed this morning on Monday. Uh, the moon, the planet of emotions in the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales and ruled by Venus, Libra, forming a square with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, transiting retrograde through the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat Capricorn. So there's some big shifts happening here with relationships. Venus, remember opening your heart in your close personal relationships. Jupiter, expanding your relationship to the material, to what you value, your likes and dislikes. So maybe you're opening your heart in your close personal relationships and you're realizing that your values don't align with the values of those that you're in relationship with, or perhaps, perhaps you're, you're overstating what you have in common with somebody oh that my you gosh. have a relationship <laughs> to. And then the moon in Libra, bringing that emotional sensitivity to your close personal relationships, squaring off with Pluto, transforming your emotional connection to those that you're in relationship to and your uh, sense of authority within those relationships. This transformation occurring because you're opening your heart, you're realizing, oh, they don't value what I value. Or I thought that you did value what I value. We have different values. Oh my God. Like we're not on the same page. I don't want to be with you anymore. So I mean, could be a lot of tension. This feels very fitting. I had a total meltdown on Saturday, just about the time I spend with this guy and when he's not feeling good, he doesn't feel social, which I totally get, but it feels like every time these waves happen, it feels much more like utility oriented, which that's just how he is. And I have to either accept it or not, but his values are like productivity, like fun, like very functional. Like, do you need help? Practicality being practical, which I, I think I'm very attracted to that. Even with my ex, like it's always about productivity and practicality. And I'm like, I, I'm like also a workaholic, like that is definitely my nature. And the people that light me up the most are when like my friend, Jessica, Gio, Erica, they're very in their senses, very sensual food, smells, just like enjoying, enjoying being on earth. And I'm just realizing that that's not what I have, even though that's what I crave, that's not what I seek out in my romantic relationships. And it's not good because we talked about it and he's just like okay well that's not what i i don't want to make dinners really like he knows that's important so sometimes he'll do that but like that is not the foundation of our relationship it's very practical it's very work oriented task oriented and even though that's what i'm attracted to and that's where i get a lot of value i don't think that that's actually really good for me that's like a very stark contrast in what is important and every time I spend time with these other people, I'm like, oh, this is what makes me feel alive. Like not crossing things off my to-do list, but enjoying food and nature and like planning those things. And 
That's mm-hmm. just never something we're going to be able to do together because he doesn't value it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, trying to figure out what to do with that information. Cause I still love so many parts of what we have, but what, what is important to me is becoming more apparent. Like what fills my soul, even just like going to these dance classes. I'm like, Oh, that mm-hmm. makes me feel excited. But that doesn't include him. That's all me stuff. And all the things that I find that light me up are more just solo things without him. So I'm like, how do we mm. nurture a connection when it's just all based on, he's like, oh, we'll just, I asked him basically, I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do if we want to spend, like, I want to spend more time together, but like, we don't really have any like things that are crossing our path. Like when we're working together, a lot, it becomes easy. We're just in a routine, but when we're not working together, it's like, we just don't value the same things. Mm-hmm. Well, not, like, oh, just know. tell me more chores, like come up with more chores and errands and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want that to be the basis of our hangout session. So that information is very confusing. Well, I mean, like, is he trying to, it sounds like he's trying to connect with you in other ways though. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I, cause just, what does he mean by, but what does he mean by uh, tell me more chores or errands that I can do? Like, what is he, what's his he's objective like, well, are, there? Well, because I said, I want to spend more time together. And he said, well, I don't like to do those things, but like, I like, I'm very motivated by like, you know, helping you or needing mm-hmm. something functional. Like you let me know what you need and then we'll like do those things. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. what? Like my dishes or like, I mean, I need to go to Costco, which we usually do like, you know, grocery shopping and stuff like that together. But yeah, for some reason it really like, I should feel excited that he basically said, yeah, these are the things that I like to do. So just pick more of those things and we'll do more of that together. And I'm like, but what, like what chores? So you want to do more fun things. Yeah. He just doesn't. He and doesn't he doesn't like, like doing those fun, no. the things that you find fun. Yeah. And I, it, I mean, I like just spending time doing errands. I, you know, I like all the time we spend together. So it mm-hmm. makes it more fun to do those things together than alone. Yeah. But anyways, it was just kind of a, something I noticed that really aligns with this. This I have to figure out what to what to do with this information that I'm. Well, realizing. I think I think you know as we move on to uh, Tuesday, August twenty second, you see we've got this alignment again with Venus and jupiter and this is this is an aspect that we've been feeling this since last week we're going to continue feeling this through this week even though we're just highlighting it these two days Mm -hmm. and and that's really thinking about i mean if you can open your heart with your partner and realize that your partner doesn't value the same things that you value but they do value that you value what you value even if they don't value what you value for <laughs> yourself yeah then it's all good mm-hmm. you know it's like okay you go do you mm-hmm. and now I'll I'll do me over here and we don't have to do every single thing together like you don't have to be my person for dance class and dinners out in a nice restaurant you know you're my partner in other aspects and i have other friends that are you know supporting me in those ways as well mm-hmm. you know especially for someone like you who your your descendant is in sagittarius which and you have uranus in the seventh house so 
you know, I don't know too much about either of those alignments in my chart. So descendant, we don't descendant is the sign that's opposite the ascendant. So everybody knows the rising sign, yeah. but do you know your descending no. sign? <laughs> and so the easy way to know what that is, is what sign is your rising sign and what Gemini. sign is opposite your rising sign? What is the sign that's, uh, yes. Yeah, so your descendant is Sagittarius. So the ascendant is how you present yourself in the world and how people perceive you. And the descendant is what you're looking for in partnership. Ah, so you're looking for freedom adventure. and exploration oh. and adventure. Yes. And then Uranus in the seventh house for you is that's the planet of independence. So God when it comes it. to marriage or relationships, lovers, friends, business partners, you want independence. I crave it, but I also like, that's not my go-to. I love connecting. I'm like, oh, I want to do everything together. And then also like my past relationship, we had so much in common, like creative wise, that even though we, a lot of it was very practical, but mm -hmm. we did so much work together. And that was like, the focus was like creating all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we just, and we had a lot in common, like creatively, we just spent so much time making shit, making shit beautiful, making the house beautiful, like all of the things. And we don't share a space. So I think that's something that's just so separate. Like he has come over and helped me with some house stuff, which he was like more than happy to do. But, you know, he helped me clean out my, my closet area to make this part of this little space. And yeah, just interesting looking back on is is like the is that harder for for people or just happens to be harder for me because I just like to include my partner in everything or maybe well, the, it's just out of habit. So this is the complexity of relationships. Because when you look at relationships, you want to look at really well, just to make it simple, we'll say three places. You want to see the seventh house, so the descendant. Where is the descendant? So for you, the descendant is in Sagittarius, which means freedom, adventure, exploration. But then also what is in your seventh house? Because that is added to the ingredients, right? You know, it's not just Sagittarius, but Uranus is in your seventh house. And Neptune is in your seventh house. So that's like, you know, going from an apple to apple pie. So the ingredients in your pie are Uranus and Neptune. Wow. So you want an element of independence in relationship. You also want an element of fantasy and compassion. <laughs> and then the eighth house, which is once the intimacies have been exchanged and we've bonded for you. That's Capricorn. So you want uh, somebody who is responsible and who is ambitious and going somewhere in their life. They have a goal. Mars is in your eighth house. So that's another ingredient there. That is, you know, there's going to be conflicts in your close, in your intimate bonds, mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be um, an element of intense attraction. But then where's your Venus? Your Venus is in Libra. And Libra is 
one of the signs that's ruled by Venus, Libra is symbolized by the scales, mm -hmm. which represents you're over here, I'm over here. So if your Venus is in Libra, then of course you want to do everything with a partner because <laughs> your sign of relationships is in your planet of relationships. Venus is in the sign of partnership, which is Libra. So you want that partnership. You want independence. You want freedom. There's going to be conflict. You want responsibility and accountability. Your Venus is in the fifth house. That's the house that rules the heart. So you want there to be an element of fun and creativity as well in these partnerships. This is why relationships are so complex. So many needs. It's, it's not just like <laughs> oh. you press a button and, okay, it's a one-size-fits-all jumpsuit. I'm a, I'm a, a Virgo, so I like this type of person. No, it's way more complicated than that. I've just been listening to, I'm not even sure how this ended up on my phone, but I think it was some Instagram link that somebody had shared and it's by Archer Roos, R-O-O-S, mm -hmm. well, that doesn't matter. It's the name of the YouTube video is A Divorce Attorney's Thoughts on Love and Marriage by James Sexton. And it's really interesting. It's really talking about relationship dynamics and what you get from all different types of relationships in your life, not just your marriage and the sustainability of marriage and the divorce rates, but it really talks a lot about where issues arise from and not taking care of them and how to maintain a long standing relationship. Anyways, I kind of feel like it relates to all of this type of stuff. So if anyone's interested, I've only listened to maybe half of it. It's like an hour long, but it's been very, um, it just feels very insightful and it feels cool. on this on this along these same lines yeah i mean relationships are are very complex because you're complex so there is no well this works for me and my partner so it must work for you it will work for you and your partner not necessarily well and then looking at this other alignment it's like taking yeah. action about whatever you're critiquing but also pisces which is like your internal shit it's like what are we going to do about the things that are coming up in our subconscious world? So let's break it down simple. Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, transiting through the mutable earth sign symbolized by the virgin Virgo, opposing Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition, it, transiting through the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune, Pisces. So Neptune in Pisces is stimulating our unconscious, the dream world, the fantasy realm. Mars is bringing energy and aggression to this area as well. With Mars transiting through Virgo, Virgo's the conscious mind. Pisces is the unconscious mind. So Mars transiting through Virgo, it's like you may be feeling a sense of, of war within your mind. Like you are at war within your mind. And in order to make peace with whatever is occurring in your mind, you need to show yourself compassion. And I mean, part it's... of that war could come through like when you think of Venus in 
Leo, you're opening your heart. You're realizing that you opening your heart means that you're not in alignment with your partner, your lover, your friend, your business partner, their yeah. values. So now you're beating yourself up for being with that person. <laughs> or God maybe you are, you know, beating them up in your mind uh, and and hating on them in some way because they're not the way that you thought they were they were they presented themselves so this is about compassion it's about showing yourself compassion in the most critical analytical thoughts that you're having and trusting your intuition that every little step that you're taking even when you find yourself in a relationship that feels so wrong that I've learned so much from this experience. Mm -hmm. And and it was just my intuition that led me here, that gave me the lessons that I was meant to learn so that I can grow. And that's what we're here to do, to grow. Uh, God damn it. The and growth growing is so through opening your heart. Uh. Yes. But the more you open your heart, Though it's uncomfortable to do because it's like a muscle that hasn't moved that's atrophied, but an open heart is strong. An I mean, open heart is strong. Even just going to these dance classes, it's like pushing my physical limit for sure. Mm. Even in the physical therapy, it's gone to an, another level of like pushing me physically. Mm. And it's so, it is so uncomfortable. Like the, you know, the growth of using these muscles you've never used before it's physically painful and it feels very similar to the the concept of just you know your heart opening it's like oh god it hurts but it's it's really you getting stronger being able to weather the storm being able to keep your heart open through the discomfort being able to you know keep going to the classes keep showing up to physical therapy even though it's very painful it doesn't really bring me joy maybe like there is some things where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm stronger. But most of the time it's just discomfort. And it's like, it takes a long time to see the reward of yes. all of that discomfort actually yes. manifesting in your life. Hmm. Yes. It's such a process. It is. Such a process. It's, well, it's really nice <laughs> to have you because you're such a great cheerleader. I think having a good trainer or therapist hmm. or whatever to hold your hand and be like, no, you can do it. Yes, I know. I it is uncomfortable, and it's supposed to be, and it's fine. Yes, yes. that's what I. That's like my work with the cosmic pathways. I see myself as like a soul trainer. Like yeah. you have a physical trainer. I'm the guy who's training your soul. Oh, you were, helping, what were you saying before soul sherpa. Soul sherpa. Yeah, yeah. soul sherpa. Yeah. You know, I'm helping you climb the mountain. Mm -hmm. We're going through all of your experiences week by week, helping navigate how the planets and stars, all these alignments that we're talking about on the podcast, we're talking about for you specifically through the week into the months ahead, looking back at the past, making sense of things that were frustrating experiences so that you can find peace and forgiveness within yourself. That's the whole work with the cosmic pathway. If you're interested in working with me, reach out to me, send me an email, The Cosmic Pathway, and we'll talk more about it. But as we are looking at Wednesday, August 23rd, Wednesday is Woden's Day. Woden is the old Norse god that is the equivalent of Mercury, the Roman god. In the Spanish language, 
Wednesday is Miracleless. Mercury is Mercurio. So this is this is the day of Mercury. This is the day that Mercury begins its retrograde transit. It's the day that the sun begins its transit through Virgo, which is the sign that is ruled by Mercury. So this is very appropriate that here we are on Wednesday, the day of Mercury, Miracles, Mercurio. This is the day of Mercury. Mercury is retrograde in the sign that it rules. The sun is beginning transit through the sign that Mercury rules Virgo. So when is this happening? Let's give you the dates. The sun is transiting through Virgo from August 23rd today until September 22nd. Every year around this time between either August 22nd, 23rd, until September 22nd, 23rd, depending on the year, depending on where you are on planet Earth, depending on what time it is, that is how long the sun is transiting through Virgo. Virgo is the mutable Earth sign symbolized by the Virgin, ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication, and the sign that rules the intestines. As we said, the intestines are that organ in the body that eliminates whatever is in the body that is no longer serving the body so what would you like to eliminate from your life during these next 30 days with the sun transiting through virgo how can you get healthier not only in your mind but your body what are you putting into your body how is it affecting your mind what are you putting into your mind and how is it affecting your body how can you get more organized in your daily routine so that you can be more efficient in life and be of greater service to others? Virgo is the sign of service, the sign of efficiency, the sign of paying attention to the details, because if you want to be efficient, then you need to understand the details. If you don't know the details, then things are not going to be efficient because the details matter. They make things better. They do. The, the disorganization is like it can throw everything off and the the idea of efficiency like i woke up no i think last night i started i cleaned out my car there was like a brush in there too i had all of my brushes somehow were in the car because i had a bag to go to dance class a bag to go to work and like all of my shit was missing I'm like where are all of my belongings somehow they're in the car just i felt like i was running around like a crazy person in my house i couldn't find i I still can't find my ear pods, AirPods, whatever they're called. I know they're in my house because I did not take them out of my house. They're, I'm just wasting time looking for things that should have a place. It's like slowing down before it gets to the point of disorder. So it doesn't take so much time to put things back in its place. Because mm-hmm. when everything's where it should be, when the kitchen is clean, when you have all the groceries you need, it's like, oh, it only takes five minutes to make yourself scrambled eggs and wash the pan and like eat the whole thing only takes a minute. But like when you have to go to the store, clean the pan before you use the pan, find all of your utensils, just like it becomes chaos and your day is wasted doing so little. You're, you spend half of your day just shuffling around. Exactly. And That's not efficient. No. And it makes me, it makes me insane. And then that makes me agitated. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I have to, I have to fucking look, sort through my car one more time, looking for something that I should have a place it just it ruins my day i can ruin my own day just by not spending the time to get organized so prioritizing yeah clearing clearing out shit yes 
I mean, there's going to be a lot of potential frustrations in this way because when these transits happen with the sun in Virgo and Mercury retrograde in Virgo, it's going to bring greater attention and focus to everything that is out of order. That is, that is going, you know, everybody is going to learn what it's like to be a Virgo during this period where we get annoyed at the details of things being off or things not being the way that they're supposed to be out of order, unorganized, inefficient. These, this is heightened for everyone here. And the purpose of it is, is so that we are able to see the details to get things in order. This is why I'm doing this cleanse during this period. It's not by accident that I'm doing this cleanse now. It's because this is where the planets are supporting us right now. So everyone should be doing some kind of cleanse, a cleanse of their house, a cleanse of their body. Uh, They should be focusing on, on exercise and getting healthy. This is that time of year to do this kind of work. Now, Mercury retrograde that increases this tension here. You know, Mercury has been stuck at the same degree for about a week. So maybe this feels like a train wreck, mm-hmm. a 10 car pile up on the freeway, you know, but Mercury entered its retrograde shadow on August 3rd. It will be retrograde until September 15th. And September 29th is when Mercury moves out of its retrograde shadow. So really think about where you are right now, Virgo's all about lists. What do you want to cross off your list? What is your list of things you want to get done between now and September 15th and September 29th? What are you crossing off your list between now and then? How are you going to get your life more in order, more efficient? It's not going to be by adding new things onto your plate. It's going to be about taking care of things that are already on your plate. If you want to get your house organized, you don't buy uh, a bunch of new stuff to put in your house. You get rid of things that are in your house, right? You don't fill your house with more stuff if you're trying to get organized. So this is the frequency. Now, for those that were born with key astrological points or planets in Gemini or Sagittarius, this could be a challenging period for you. So even someone like you, Ingrid, who is a Virgo, awesome, cool, great time, but your ascendant is in Gemini, your descendant is in Sagittarius, your Uranus is in Sagittarius, your your Saturn is in Sagittarius, your Chiron is in Gemini, so knowing the dates of when the sun is aligning with those points are key for you because it's going to tell you when you're going to feel a certain way and how to work with that energy. So if you are curious about what planets you have in Gemini and Sagittarius and when these transits between the sun in Virgo, Mercury retrograde in Virgo are going to be aligning with those points and how to work with that energy in a positive and productive way. Contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com. Any further thoughts or questions about that, Ingrid? Well, were you already starting to talk about Thursday now or that just no. to be another alignment that, okay. <laughs> I was like, Ingrid's are- always one day ahead. 
Well, you so were talking here, about Sagittarius, which the I was talking the, about Sagittarius for you and for oh, anyone out there okay. that you know has planets in Sagittarius. This is a stressful time because Sagittarius is mutable fire, Virgo's mutable earth, both mutable. It makes a strong connection, but fire scorches the earth, earth extinguishes fire. Whereas Gemini <laughs> is Gemini is mutable air, so mutable air, Gemini, mutable earth, Virgo, both mutable, make a strong connection, but air and earth don't mix. That creates the tension. So as we're looking at Thursday, August 24th, we see the sun makes a square with the moon in Sagittarius, the mutable fire sign symbolized by the archer. And uh ruled by Jupiter. So Jupiter is expansion. is about focusing on the details. The archer is about traipsing about all over the forest where the virgin is, you know, more secluded. She's in the home or hanging back and, and not being uh, so wild like this Sagittarius energy. So yeah. there, this is a half moon. This is that half oh. moon energy, which... You know, there's always four uncomfy. points of tension, four points of tension during uh, the lunar cycle, four points of ease, four points of tension. The points of ease are the two times that the sun aligns with the moon in the sextile and the two times the sun aligns with the moon in a trine. The four points of tension are the new moon, the full moon and the two half moons. And the half moon occurs when the sun and the moon meet in two signs that square each other. So the moon is bringing that emotional sensitivity to exploration, to adventure, to, to spirituality, and just like positivity. Anything can happen where the sun is like, well, hold on. How's that going to happen? I need to know the details of how that's going to happen. That's the Virgo energy versus the Sagittarius energy where the Virgo energy needs to know how it all works. They need to know the nuts and the bolts and they need to, where Sagittarius is like, I don't know how it works. I just know that it's going to work. I have faith. Well, I signed up for these classes kind of on a, a whim of like excitement where I'm like, you know what? I need to stop being so rigid and obsessive about like, oh, well, what day and what time and what the, what, well, what area of town? Is it the right teacher? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for it. I have a friend who wants to go. That's more exciting to me. Like I'm going to do it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, well now my schedule, now I'm going to go to physical therapy and then I'm going to go to dance and then I'm going to go to work or should I move my schedule around and like just the the back and forth my, my friend that's going is like oh, i'll just head to work after she's just much more loose about the whole mm -hmm. thing and i'm over mm -hmm. here obsessing and i can't stop obsessing but i'm also like well i need to do these fun things because otherwise i just work because i that's how i am so then i'm like the balance is just so ridiculous and i see someone else doing it, it's so easy i'm like okay you just need to chill like <laughs> It's good to have, you know, write everything down and have a schedule, but also not lose your shit and get obsessed all the time with the scheduling. Mm. So, yeah, I'm yes. feeling that. Super conflict on this day. Also, just thinking about there could be some harsh words spoken on this day uh -oh. because, you know, Virgo is very critical and Sagittarius is the truth teller. So there could be some blunt criticism get that gets thrown around in your close personal relationships that uh really shakes some things up or burns some things down yeah so it's it's not an easy landing with 
the sun moving into Virgo right away when it first first thing is it does is square off with the moon as we move to Friday August 25th now Mars again in Virgo forming that positive trine with Pluto and Capricorn so Thursday things kind of blow the doors off let's say but then Friday gives us that opportunity to put things back together to really be practical what are the steps that you need to take in order to climb up the mountain maybe Thursday you feel like you got blown off the mountain but it taught you a lesson that is going to help you uh, step forward and ascend in a way that you wouldn't have been able to had you not been blown off in the first place. So, yeah, think about your work. Think about your daily routine. Think about your goals and how your work, your daily routine, your health, your diet. How are these all assisting me? In climbing to the top of the mountain, if you're gonna climb a mountain, well, you're you gonna need pack, to be healthy. Yeah, well, you're gonna pack snacks. You're gonna plan ahead. You're gonna have everything you need to be able yes, to get there. And it's exactly literally the same. It's like you actually need to prepare meals, pack snacks, have all the healthy things you need so you can function in your body and mind to accomplish your goals. Otherwise, you're gonna be interrupted all the time by being hungry or eating something unhealthy. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to be cleansing it, cleansing. It's like, you know, this term from the restaurant industry, like setting yourself up for success. Yes. Oh, you know, that's what this is about. This is about setting yourself up for success, planning and making sure that you have everything that you need in order to climb the mountain that you want to get to the top of. Well, in the front of the house, they say to set yourself up for success. But in the back of the house, it's me some plus. That means chopping all your shit, having it all in a row. So as soon as you need it, it's there accessible to you. You don't have to go peeling carrots and chopping them up. You just grab your chopped carrots and throw them in the exactly like otherwise you're running around like crazy and it's not oh my God. losing <laughs> your mind. It's horrible. You're yeah. Like, Where are the ca- we don't have any chopped carrots. We don't have any spoons. <laughs> we don't have any water. Like No. Yeah. That's it's a not nightmare. Fun. No. If you're working in the in the kitchen and and you haven't like chopped any lettuce for the salad or whatever and then the the, people are gonna be like why did it take you know 20 minutes to get to get a salad i mean that should be like five minutes you should have all the ingredients prepared ready to throw into a dish yeah toss it in the bowl and with the dressing is good to go it's just like me where's my god where's my hairbrush well it's in the car I'm searching through a bag like that's not where your brush goes. If it was in your bathroom, you would be done brushing your hair by now. Now you're just running around your house like a lunatic, <laughs> wasting your day. Exactly. So this is about setting yourself up for success on that. Friday. And then, you know, Saturday, more tension as the moon and you is through Sagittarius. It squares off with Mars in Virgo. So this is why you're setting yourself up for success on Friday, because Saturday there could be some big explosions with the moon squaring Mars. I mean, maybe this is like, well, you were supposed to be prepared, but you weren't prepared, you know? And so, but if you are prepared, then maybe this leaps you onto that next ledge. You're catapulted ahead. Well, you can have an uncomfortable day, but 
if you have all the things you need on that uncomfortable day, maybe you're not totally losing your shit. Mm -hmm. But like, I was trying to go to this dance class yesterday. I didn't have enough time. I had to stop and get food. My car was messy. I was driving in horrible traffic. I was in the car. I was like, I need to get everything in order because this can't happen again because I'm so pissed off right now. I'm so Mm. pissed off and I'm supposed to be excited for this class. And I, it's mentally fucking me before my date, before this dance, this class even starts. And I was so stressed out about it and I didn't set myself up for success. Thankfully, it ended up being fun and everything, but it was a lesson. Like if this is happening on that date, no. No, my day would have been ruined. I probably would have had a horrible class. So just looking at all the things that you need to do and doing them. So when you do have an uncomfortable day where you're running late or you don't have all the things, you're not like totally overwhelmed. Maybe it's just one piece gets dropped and not all of the pieces. Cause that's when you're going to be rude to somebody or rude to yourself or like everything's going to fall apart. <laughs> this could also be, you know, some of the tension could be, okay, Ingrid, you've overprepared. Like, you know, like you're, <laughs> we're not getting anywhere because you're still preparing and we need to get BB wherever we want to go. You know, that's okay. the Sagittarius is wanting freedom. Okay. And it's like, you're holding me back from going on the trip because you've checked your bag 17 times to figure out if everything, you know, and you've reorganized it. Do you need an like, extra seriously. pair of shoes? Do you need yeah. three water bottles? Do you need <laughs> like, a snack? Let's just go. Let's just go. Okay. You've got enough snacks, Ingrid. You know? <laughs> so. I I could definitely do that also. It's like, you, I literally bought a, a, a second pair of shoes. I brought shorts. I brought a long sleeve shirt. I brought like all this shit, whereas maybe I wouldn't have been stuck in traffic if I wouldn't have been over preparing my bag for some emergency that didn't happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. So things are building, building, building this week with a lot of tension. And it pops right here on Sunday, August 27th, when Mars moves into Libra. This is a very tense placement. The god of war in the cardinal cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales ruled by venus the goddess of love so this is what happens when the god of war moves into the house that's owned by or the sign that's owned by the goddess of love there could be war with love could be war with relationships here could be a lot of tension with relationships during this time period, uh, Mars is transiting through Libra from August 27th to October 11th. Think back to these dates uh, that I'm about to give you for clues on what could be in store for you between now and October 11th when Mars is transiting through Libra. The last time that Mars transited through Libra was September 14th to October 30th, 2021. The time before that, October 3rd to November 18th, 2019. So this could be especially tense for people that were born with key astrological points or planets in Cancer or Capricorn. Cancer and Capricorn, because Cancer is cardinal water, Capricorn is cardinal earth, Libra, cardinal air, air doesn't mix with earth and water. So that creates the tension, but just in and of itself, 
Mars transiting through Libra, it's the god of war in the sign of relationships. So there's going to be conflicts with relationships during this period, August 27th to October 11th. Face the conflict. Face the conflict with the objective of creating peace. So not hiding from the discomfort or not hiding from the fight or putting it off, just showing up to see where it brings you. It's like if you're not peaceful, but you pretend like you're, no, everything's good. Everything's so fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's not. Stop being fake with me. I can tell you're upset about something. So spit it out. Tell me what's going on with you. You know, like be direct in order to bridge the gap. Like I need to know what is going on with you. I feel tension from you. I feel like you're being inauthentic in this relationship and I need to know what's going on so that we can bridge the gap and make peace. And it might be uncomfortable to take that first step. But the more you refrain from hiding from what is obviously there, the more it's going to create problems for you uh, as we move through this transit the rest of the time with Mars and Libra. Yeah, well, otherwise it just builds up and it builds up and there's uh, like resentments can build up, even though you're mm -hmm. saying everything's fine and it's not really fine. It's like you're not getting your needs met because you're not communicating, even though it might be easier in the moment. Mm -hmm. In the long run, it's just going to build up into an unhealthy relationship or an, mm -hmm. and also an inauthentic one. You yes. didn't give the person a chance to fix the thing that was wrong because you were scared of how they might react. It's like, well, if they don't react well, then they're probably not a good person to have in your life if they don't care how you feel or it's just not, mm. or maybe it's just not a good fit. Yeah. Like keeping it in is also not the solution. Like we should probably no. think before we talk, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you can't just hold it in indefinitely. That's not the solution either. Right. Exactly. So take action from a place of peace rather than war, but inaction will cause the war Yeah, in the relationship. Yeah. There was an example in that video that was like, he's a divorce lawyer and he was asking like, what was the, when was the moment when you knew that the relationship was over? And she said, he used to always buy me this special granola that I liked and it was always in the fridge. I never had to ask for it. We didn't even talk about it. It was just like something he did that was really nice for me. And like when I stopped seeing that happen, mm. I was like, okay. And it was something small. And then he was like, well, was there a moment for you that you stopped doing something for him? And she said, blowjobs. <laughs> and he was like, well, which one happened first? And she said, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And the idea of nobody said anything like hey is something wrong like mm -hmm. something's changing so like you don't want to do the thing that you normally like like doing for me so what has changed and you know obviously they're not together anymore but it was like maybe recognizing those little moments and actually talking about them exactly. instead of holding it in yes that's such a great example yeah yeah i really think that people should watch that video what was that i forgot that guy's. what's I've it called again it's called A Divorce Attorney's Thoughts on Love and Marriage, James Sexton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you send that to me and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. I'm very yeah. curious to see what people have to say about it. I'll send it to you. Well, yeah. thank you cool. so much, Scott. 
You're welcome, Ingrid. Thanks for giving us the tools for this week because there's going to be some uncomfy, uncomfiness. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, and I also wanted to mention, I totally forgot, but Saturday uh, when Mars is squaring the, uh, when Mars is squaring the moon here, it'll be uh, my North Node class. Oh, so shit. if you're, if you haven't signed out up for the North Node class, it's Saturday, August 26th. Go to theweeklytransit.com to enroll. Uh, man, maybe it's going to be a fiery class. I don't know, but uh, I'm sure it will be fun. But yeah, introduction to the North Node, Saturday, August 26th. And North Node's one of my favorite things to talk about. That's our soul's purpose, why we're mm-hmm. here. That's what Scott's always pushing me towards on the podcast and also when he mentions like the cosmic pathway that's kind of what you see between the dynamic between me and scott one where i share stuff and he's kind of guiding me based on what my chart is that's like that personal touch where he's really getting to hold your hand and push you in the right direction lovingly but also i wouldn't say i wouldn't actually say gently Mm. i say lovingly but like i don't want to say forcefully that's not what i mean yeah you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's everything that I do is out of love and encouragement when I'm working with my clients, always, you know, uh, but I can be tough yeah. if need be. Well, just know, like whatever I'm, the last alignment was, it's like, you're always saying the thing that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Yes. To move things forward. Exactly. And it's not always what I want to hear. Exactly. Like I've had some clients recently that are like, Oh my God, you're telling me this and I know I I need to hear it. (laughs) I know it makes so much sense, but it's really hard to hear. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's what I'm here to do is to help shine light in some areas that might illuminate some things that need to be cleaned out or cleared or paid attention to. You know, it's like when the sun shines in, in an old house, you open up the curtains and you're like, oh my God, look at all Holy the dust shit. in here. Yeah, it's a mess. So that's what I do. I come in the house, open up the curtains, bring yeah. in the light. And it's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to go in this room. Yes, we got to look in here. got to clean it. <laughs> exactly. It's going to feel so good afterwards, I promise. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And it is. It's a release. It's it. When you're able to recognize areas where you're struggling or 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 have blind spots illuminated that you've been missing it's maybe uncomfortable at first but ultimately it is a release and it's a relief to go through the process well thank you scott for always holding my hand oh you're welcome ingrid (laughs) of course and i will see you next week see you next week Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com.